0: Fizz. Fizz. <laughs> Let's go. You are listening to the FitFizz podcast, and this is part two of dealing with doctors and medical gaslighting. My name is Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I am here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. And last week... I explained what medical gaslighting is. I hope that several of you had some great light bulb moments. I gave several examples of what medical gaslighting can sound like and a lot of personal situations that I found myself in, which I wish I had handled very differently. Today, I'm going to give you my best advice, what I wish I would have done or had the the verbal power to know what to let come out of my mouth when I was in those situations, um, and this way you're gonna have your you're gonna have options if you ever find yourself being medically gaslit. In case you're a first-time listener, though, welcome. I recommend listening to the previous two episodes first, then come back to this one. But if you do want to stay, it's cool. I'll quickly explain medical gaslighting by saying that. Medical gaslighting is when a doctor or other healthcare professional downplays, overlooks, or dismisses symptoms that a person is having. Sometimes it's on purpose. Then there are other reasons that cause this to happen, like insurance, short time slots. That are regulated by most healthcare systems in the U.S. and other countries. However, doctors who work in functional and integrative medicine don't run into those issues, and I covered all of these reasons and differences last week. So I'm not going to repeat all of that. Please listen to those episodes. Um, but if you have had repeated trips to traditional doctors or specialists, let's not leave specialists out of this. With no real answers, no real healing, no real diagnosis, or all they do is give you a prescription and they treat it as if it's a life sentence and they pat you on the head, send you on your way. The number one thing that you can do to take a proactive role in your health and your healing and your longevity is (laughs) work with a functional medicine doctor have I hammered that home enough yet? I don't know if I have. <laughs> Keep listening though. I hope you're not sick of it. But I know I say this a lot, but it's because of my own experiences and how I learned that the hard way and because I talk to so many people who are struggling with their health and that, but they haven't taken this powerful step of working with someone in functional medicine. I personally think that the main reason for this unfortunately is because of I'm going to call a fixed mindset, which I myself used to suffer from. And I mean this in the sense of having a fixed mindset of, well, I can only see doctors who my insurance will cover, period, end of story. But that's not the end of the story. Because if you can set yourself free from that fixed mindset that is holding you back and preventing you from getting healthier, you'll see that seeing a functional medicine doctor even if they don't take insurance, it's not necessarily, it's not nearly as scary as it might sound at first. So listen up if this is you. So here's the deal. When you see regular doctors who do take insurance and you pay your co-pay, you meet your deductible, and you still have to probably cover a portion of certain services sometimes, you've probably seen or heard about the astronomical amounts that those types of out-of- pocket costs would be, right? And yeah, I agree. Those numbers are absolutely outrageous. Almost nobody can afford those types of -of out-of-pocket costs. But functional medicine doesn't work on that kind of pricing scale because they know it's outrageous and they do want to help people. So depending on who you see in functional medicine, it might cost something. And this is total ballpark range, but I want to show you how it's probably less severe than you might think it is, if this is something that's holding you back. So let's say in functional medicine, it might cost you something like $300 to $500 for an initial visit, and maybe $50 to $200 for visits after that. And a lot of them, they do a lot of virtual sessions. um, And they are willing to do things to proactively show you how to save money um, because they are really not in it for the money. These are really caring people. And this is just, again, it's a ballpark range, but keep in mind that they might spend two to five hours with you at that initial visit and they will go so, so, so much deeper on your symptoms than any other doctors you've ever had before. I absolutely feel so confident in saying that, and they're actually going to fix the root cause of your chronic pain or autoimmune issues or digestive issues or food sensitivities, rather than just write the most common prescription and send you on your way. Um, and you know, if you think if you're still gasping at the cost, think of it in terms of how many t- how many times have you made co pays to see doctors and get no answers, prescriptions that don't help you or have unbearable side effects, and how much that adds up when you could just all that money into a functional medicine doctor. It really, I think, balances out or even saves money in the long run for most people. So think about all of this. It's really significant. More on all of that stuff another day. and please reach out to me on social media or on my website or anywhere if you have questions if you want to know more about this stuff I'm happy to talk about it more in depth but in case this is finally making more sense to you I am happy to help you find a functional medicine doctor near you who will fit your needs and you can do that in two different ways if you want some guidance from me you can join the Fit Fizz Raw Energy Oasis Facebook group where I have resources that I have saved in the files section with Within that group. Or you can set up a very per- highly personalized one-on-one cons- consult with me. We can do it by phone or video, whatever you want. And you can set that up at fitfiststudiocom slash coaching. We can spend some time going over what your exact needs are. And I can help you find a doctor who is an exact match for all of the health issues that are happening to you, not just a one-size-fits-all doctor. Because those kinds of doctors don't really help people. Um, But again, I can help you find somebody who's a, a, a match for you in your area and hopefully they can really help you resolve the root cause of your issues. I do understand that there might be personal reasons why you're just not ready to make that leap yet though. So if you're not there, but you do find that maybe you're getting medically gaslit let's talk about how you can put yourself in the most empowered position for the next time it happens. Standing up for yourself at the doctor's office is a form of self-care. It absolutely is. I've even heard of something in functional medicine circles called white lab coat syndrome, right? You picture a doctor, they've got the white lab coat, meaning that pedestal, that we as as a society tend to put doctors on as if they absolutely have all of the answers all of the time. We have to remember that their training is limited and the current standard of care is helping very few people who have chronic conditions because chronic conditions are often so complex and involving many systems of the body. Western medicine is set up to treat each system of the body separately. So if you have a fertility problem, you go see a fertility, fertility doctor. If you have a skin problem, you go see a dermatologist. And a great example that I can't even believe that I left out last week in my personal experiences of medical gaslighting, because it's the biggest one of all. If you have a sleep problem, you go see a sleep doctor, right? Western medicine breaks it down as if these are all separate, but they're not separate. They really need to be looked at together, which functional medicine does. But when I saw a sleep doctor... I took three very extensive sleep tests when I was having such extreme fatigue that I couldn't stay awake for more than a few hours. Um, I was sleeping through several alarms, the most powerful alarms that I could find. I was doing everything to find ways that I could wake up for work on time, and I still couldn't do it. At that point, I could easily sleep well above 14 consecutive hours without waking up at all. And I don't know how long I I, I, I never got a chance to test how long I would have been able to sleep. But I know 14 was like the longest that I did without, you know, having to force myself to get up. But it was bad at that point. And regular doctors sent me to a sleep specialist's specialist because that's the broken way that the standard of care works. And at that point, before I had smartened up, I fell for it. Hook, line and sinker. Because I put my trust in doctors, and I had not yet learned how to be proactive in the state of my own health, so I let them tell me, "Okay, first you need to pick up this machine from the sleep doctor. We'll teach you how to hook it up at home, and you'll bring back the machine. We'll have a readout, and then we'll give you some answers." I did that. I got no answers. So the next step, I foolishly trusted them again to tell me that I had to do an overnight sleep study. I had to go to the sleep doctor office where they you actually sleep there and they test you overnight. So I spent the night, I was hooked up to a bazillion wires, more than I could have possibly counted. I'll try to post a picture of what it looked like if I remember on my website later, but I had glue in my hair because I had wires hooked up to my head, a whole mess. And then, so I did that overnight and they said they might have some answers. Well, the next morning, they didn't really have answers. So I had to stay another, I think it was another eight hours. They had me take a nap every two hours to do this third type of test. It was like a nap test. And you know how fast I fall asleep for, with naps, which is like instantly within seconds. Like at that point in time, I like, I would never, I never had a falling asleep period. Like when, when it was nighttime, time to go to sleep, lay my head on the pillow, boom, I was out. Like I never even recall a second where I was trying to fall asleep, that just didn't happen. The second my head was down, I was out. Um, so I did that third type of test, the nap test, and um, the conclusion was: they told me I had something called idiopathic hypersomnia, meaning you aren't normal, but we have no other answers, so that's what we call it. That's medical gaslighting. So the word idiopathic literally means unknown cause. Hyper means excessive insomnia means sleep. So idiopathic hypersomnia. It's like you're excessively sleepy, but we don't know, what, we don't know what's wrong with you. So for the standard broken medical system, they did their job. They checked off the boxes, even though idiopathic hypersomnia should not even be a legal, legal diagnosis, in my opinion. So they checked their box because I had not smartened up that this entire process was all medical gaslighting and also a complete misdiagnosis. Why? Because it had nothing to do with my sleep, but I was at a sleep doctor because that, the whole medical system failed me because I foolishly trusted them. What did it have to do with? It had to do with my adrenals, insulin resistance, stress, unaddressed trauma, um, which all led to leaky gut, food sensitivities, poor gut health, severe brain fog, estrogen dominance, severe inflammation of many kinds throughout my whole body, affecting all of my body systems. It wasn't just about my sleep. My thyroid antibodies were eating away at my thyroid. I had antibodies eating away at the outer lining of my heart that was, that was, those antibodies were so high off the charts that when I got the results from the lab test that I did on my own, it was like four times off the scale of the high end of the range. So it was astronomically high. And that's again, these quote unquote normal lab ranges, they don't mean anything. Normal doctors never told me that. They never ordered a test. I found that out on my own when I smartened up enough to figure out how to get lab tests on my own because regular doctors and specialists were not interested or equipped to help me in this way whatsoever. And this brings me right back around to my point that this is a huge issue with how broken the medical system is with how it treats or organs of the body as separate entities. When they're not, they are all connected. Functional medicine doctors know this. They are trained in this. They treat entire bodies because they know it's all interconnected and they treat it as such. And that's the only way to really fix things with long-term success. I truly wish that We had a system where rather than gaslighting people or dismissing their symptoms or saying things like, it's all in your head, or this whole time-consuming sleep study that they did on me turned out to have nothing to do with my sleep, and similar things that happen all the time to other people, when they don't have a clear answer for you, they need to stop pretending, stop sending people to specialists within the same broken system and start ideally, they should start saying things like, I'm not the right person who can help you. They need to say that to patients instead of continuing this total charade as if they can help when they really can't. Here is another term that you might not have heard before. It's um it's a term that I I'm going to call it, it's degrading and unprofessional. And it's used by traditional doctors when patients keep insisting that something is wrong or when patients are being medically gaslit and the doctor decides to be a blatant jerk about it. Within their offices, they sometimes call people frequent flyers. This is an infuriating term. I might have been called that behind my back when I was going through all those examples I told you about last week. There's probably a good chance they called me that. But I they I was on to them. If they called me that, they, they were probably feeling threatened because I knew I was aware that there was more to the story and they simply their hands were tied, they were incapable, so all they could do was medically gaslight me. Um, but yeah, it's infuriating because people have these very real symptoms when and doctors just aren't stepping up to the plate to be honest enough to say, I can't help you. You need to see a functional medicine doctor because there's such a there's it's like we've got like the great wall of china between these two uh entities of healthcare traditional healthcare that most of us are taught to trust and then functional medicine and it's really a shame that the two can't work together and bring the best parts of each in to work with each other because we'd have probably millions less sick people <laughs> honestly like if we really we really really would okay so what do you do if you are actively being medically gaslit by a doctor? If you're there and you're like, oh, my God, this is happening. Or, you know, you might have an appointment next week. And you, after hearing this stuff, you might know that this is already happening to you. So here are some things that you can do. I got a list of quite a list here of different things. And you don't have to write it all down. It's all going to be on my website. Um, and I'm going to put it on social media, too. So you can like it, share it, save it all of that stuff. So number one, for starters, I want you to have the attitude that you are a knowledgeable, empowered, proactive person, as opposed to a distraught victim. Even if you really do feel that way, even if your health is already crumbling, you might, it might be hard to find, find the inner strength to believe in yourself in that way. But you are knowledgeable, you are intelligent, you are empowered, you care about your health probably more than your doctor does. So I want you to embrace that attitude because that alone, if you're in an office being medically gaslit, that alone can shift the energy in the room and possibly get your doctor to take you a little bit more seriously. If you are seeing a doctor who has these limited time slots of like 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes if you're lucky. lucky. Have notes ready ahead of time. This is so helpful. When you think of a question for your doctor, write it down. Even if your appointment is like six weeks from now, you know you're gonna forget. We have too much to think about. Write it down. And when you go to the doctor... Have have your list in order. Have the app ready on your phone or whatever. If you have it written down, have it in order of importance because you know that clock is ticking. They're going to try to shove you out the door on time. They might not get to all of it. Have your top also. So have your questions, but have be ready to tell them your top three to five symptoms that you are feeling. The physical symptoms. This is important. The physical symptoms that you're feeling, not the emotional symptoms. This is really important because I think that's one of the mistakes that I made in my story that I told you last week when the doctor was going to call security on me. I was emotional because I was in a ton of pain. I was distraught. I felt like I was about to break. But she clearly was incapable of having compassion. So she didn't have time for me because I was emotional. She was laughing at me. So have your physical symptoms. So things like pain in my chest, dizziness, digestive issues, pooping problems. um, So the physical symptoms and the length of time that each one has been been happening. Be as detailed as possible because the more detail you have, keep it concise, but there's more chance that they're going to take you seriously. Be cautious of talking about anxiety and depression if you're with a general practitioner, because as soon as they hear that, they will instantly want to give you a drug for anxiety and depression. And I'm not saying I'm against those. I'm not saying they're not helpful because they certainly have their place. But they hear these words, anxiety and depression, they're like, boom, there's the answer. Check it off the list, you're fixed, send you out the door, get your prescription, we're done. And that's not helpful because a lot of times autoimmune symptoms, they go hand in hand with depression and anxiety. Chronic health, chronic pain, autoimmune stuff, Depression and anxiety it's it's part of it. So it doesn't mean that antidepressants are the answer. So those drugs have their place, but there is a very likely chance that there is a root cause, like I said, that it's thyroid or autoimmune or hormonal that can never be fixed with drugs for depression or anxiety. They can often start an ugly cycle that looks like this, and this is certainly a cycle that I found myself stuck in for far too long. When I didn't know any better. So the cycle tends to look like this. So the doctor's like, oh, you're depressed, writes a prescription for an antidepressant or anti anxiety medication. A few months later, that's not working. So the dose is increased. Then the person needs a mood stabilizer. Then after being on the prescriptions for that long, the body, it is um, starting to deplete itself of B vitamins because the doctor never told you that you're going to need to take those along with this prescription because that is a guaranteed side effect. Then people are going to need a prescription to help them sleep. Then they're going to need another prescription to help them wake up in the morning because all of these drugs and the side effects keep piling on. The doctors keep gaslighting patients, telling them this is normal and this is, well, this is your answer. But it's not a good answer. It's a horrible answer. It's It's not a sustainable solution. And this is unfortunately a cycle for many people. So when you go to the doctor, focus on the physical symptoms, not the emotional. But to them, prescription drugs are the fix. But that's not the fix. It's a temporary Band-Aid for a much bigger, deeper, more complex health problem that is usually fixable, but not with antidepressants. You're not deficient in depression medication, but you might be deficient in a certain hormone or a certain vitamin. The next reason, don't let them try to tell you that nothing is wrong if you truly feel that something is wrong. They might absolutely believe that nothing is wrong with you, but that's because their knowledge and training is limited and they're not living in your body. If you know that something is wrong, maintain your confidence to fully believe it and don't let them convince you that you're quote unquote fine when you know you're not fine. Don't let that fear based voice in your head take over or the fact that they have a medical degree and you don't. Remember that you know your body better than they do. If your doctor, doesn't believe you, remember that your ability to get them to take you more seriously is directly proportional to the amount of conviction you have. Sometimes, hopefully. But if you feel like you have given it all of your conviction and they still don't believe you, that's definitely fine to, time to find a new doctor. Number five, phrasing things to get them on your side. And it stinks that we have to be, this is manipulative, but sometimes, you know, this is working in your own interest. Um, If they are dismissive and they say things like, oh, well, that's normal. One way that you can phrase things is to emphasize that what you're feeling is not normal for you. That alone makes it valid. No matter how many boxes of quote unquote normal that traditional Western medicine wants to force people into, the fact is that we are still far more individual than any of their concrete versions of quote unquote normal. Emphasize that you are concerned about your health, factually, not emotionally. Get them on your side by saying something in a sense that you want to work with them, not you need to fix this for me. That approach might get them to be more receptive to working in collaboration with other doctors, which you will probably need to seek out on your own. This will make them more willing to believe if you come back six weeks later, tell them that you had a vast improvement by working with a functional medicine doctor or removing gluten from your diet. They might be more willing to acknowledge you and not be so gaslighty. Number six. If you feel that they are glossing over important things or dismissing what you're feeling or not being clear or eager to, or if they're too eager to write you a prescription and send you out the door, here's what I need you to say Is this addressing the root cause of the issue? Emphasize root cause. If they say no, you are doing an injustice to yourself to accept the treatment they are giving you. It's highly unlikely that they'll say yes to this question. And if they do, it's a lie. no prescription drug addresses the root cause, period. That is a cold, hard fact. I know a lot of you might not like even, you might be uncomfortable even just hearing that, but that's why I need you to keep listening. That is absolutely true. So if they are bold enough to lie to your face about that, please never go back to that doctor. They are gaslighting you. They do not care about your health. Number seven, most doctors really don't know how to admit when they don't know something. And most patients are scared to tell doctors, I think you're wrong. So that is a troubling issue with the current medical system. Another thing you can say if you feel up to challenging them like I did, although you got to be prepared for them to get defensive because doctors really don't like this. They have their own white lab coat syndrome. Um, As I experience, and a lot of other people experience, they do think that they are superior to most people, but you can challenge them, prepare for them to get defensive. And you can say, do you think that I'd have more success in feeling better if I worked with a functional medicine doctor? They're not going to like it, (laughs) but you will likely never find a doctor who will blatantly say, I don't know, because they think you will leave feeling less trusting in them. When it's more likely that you would actually trust them more if they could just admit they're not an expert at everything. But again, white lab coat syndrome. Doctors are part of the problem and society is part of the problem when it comes to white lab coat syndrome. They will likely spew something that sounds like an answer, but it will be vague and it will most definitely be gaslighting. So it's critical to take notice of this. Don't just let them gaslight you and accept it. Number eight, don't forget. If you're seeing a regular doctor or even a functional medicine doctor, they are going to diagnose, prescribe, and the rest is on you. Whether or not you choose to accept the diagnosis or the prescription, that is up to you all of the time. Just like I was not willing to accept the diagnosis of hypersomnia, especially once I found out that idiopathic means we have no idea. But so I knew there had to be more to it. If they're like, take this medication or cut this body part off and that's the end of the discussion. And if they insist that like there's nothing else you can do, I'd really get an opinion from a functional medicine doctor, especially if it's something to do with things like gallbladder, fibroids or reproductive organs, to name a few. I've been on several continuing education courses taught by functional medicine doctors who continually reverse issues related to these organs when previous doctors had told their patients, that's it, you got to cut it off. So I'll do a whole episode on gallbladder sometime too, but there are even people who will have their gallbladders removed and doctors, regular doctors, don't even tell them that they are going to, in order to feel well without a gallbladder, that they're going to have to take special digestive enzymes or bile salts for the rest of their lives and the doctors don't even tell them this. And then the people end up with much worse health conditions because they were the medical, the doctors failed them. And um, people really don't need to suffer like this. Um, But again, medical gaslighting, there you go. It's a broken standard of care. Number nine, I keep saying this, and I'm going to say it again. Don't forget that you might have to do extra lab testing on your own just like I did, just like you can do by going to fitfizstudio.com slash lab testing. When you ask for a test at a doctor, a regular doctor, like let's say a full thyroid panel, for example, or a full sex hormone panel, um, they are probably going to only want to order a small sliver, not the entire thing. And the doctor might say, I don't think you need all of that. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to say, are you refusing to do it? Tell them, not ask them, but you're going to tell them if they say yes, they are refusing to order the full entire panel, which they likely will, unless you're working with a functional medicine doctor, tell them to note on your record that you requested certain tests and that it was denied. This is super important. This is probably the number one thing you can do if this happens. Tell them you'd like a copy of where it's recorded on your record. And where it's stated, because you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, OK, I'll put it on your record. And they, they don't do it because they don't they don't want that. That doesn't look good on the record. But it's very important because it's the truth. Right. You ask for the stuff. They deny it. Tell them they need to put it on your record and you need a copy. So many times doctors won't order these tests purely because they don't think it's necessary but they are a service provider. They are not providing good service if they are not willing to do that for you. Find someone who is willing to give good service, even if that means doing it yourself, like with the lab testing. Number 10, just because they refer you to a specialist, it doesn't mean that's the next best step to take. It might mean they simply don't know what else to do next. So they just shove you on to someone else. And like I already said, it's going to be extremely rare for a doctor to outright admit, I am not trained to help you with that, especially if you're if, you're, if it's already some kind of a specialist. Also, let me just point out that when it comes to thyroid specifically, if your general doctor sends you to an endocrinologist for your thyroid, it is not the smartest next step. It is not. Do not be fooled by this medical system. Functional medicine doctors can help you get to the root cause of thyroid issues that regular endocrinologists within typical medical healthcare systems cannot and will not do. They won't. They absolutely won't. Uh, I would I would cut off my right arm to have people believe me. And this, this is one of the reasons why I started the podcast, because it's disgusting that people are led to believe that that's the next best step, but it absolutely isn't. Please believe me. They will keep you on the same downward spiral until that you've already been on until you are at your wits end. And like many people like me, like tens of thousands of other men and women, 10 years later, you're at the end of your end of your rope because the spiral has gone downhill so badly that you're like, okay, I need a functional medicine doctor when you could have done it 10 years earlier. So please, that's my plea. (laughs) Number 11, pay attention to when your doctor doesn't directly answer your questions. Or when they give you an answer that still leaves you feeling kind of lost, ask them to note it on your record. Ask for a copy of the record before you leave. Don't let them say, oh, we'll mail it to you or anything like that. No, get it before you leave. It's super easy. If they deny it, they're being jerks. Find a different doctor. And try not to get discouraged or don't let them treat you like they are superior to you or that you're stupid because you don't understand everything that they're telling you. You are intelligent. The medical world is very complex. And if you do encounter a gaslighting doctor, they might use their knowledge of complicated terminology as a way to overpower you, especially if they start to see that you're coming in armed with more knowledge On how to get real answers than their average patient who is willing to just simply accept everything they say and shut up and leave. You are smart. You do know your body better than they do. So don't let them take the wind out of your sails. Or if they do, let that be the sign, the absolute final sign that you need to fire them and find someone, preferably with credentials in functional or integrative medicine. So, All of these things are ways that you can be your most empowered self, should you ever find that you're being medically gaslit. All of these things will be on my website. If you want to review them or share them, just go to the podcast page and look for this episode. I'll also be sharing it on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Anytime you share my content, whether it's images, website pages, podcast episodes, I absolutely love it because it helps me reach more people. And if they become loyal listeners like you are, the closer I get to being able to have this as my sole focus, and then I can bring you more valuable content. Another way that truly helps me out is if you become part of the Fit Fizz Pod Squad. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash kellywilson. You can get discount codes to the Fit Fizz shop. I have a lot of great stuff in there that make excellent gifts for the holidays, which is going to be coming up. You also get shout outs on the show like I'm about to do right now for the Current Fit Fizz Pod Squad. So special shout out and big thank yous to Wendy C, Jairus H, Zach R, Pamela P, Elise V, Tracy D, DeBear Essentials Podcast, and the Podcast Therapy Podcast. I have an excellent interview to share with you next week. So until then, I want you to breathe. Stay strong. Please don't let yourself get medically gaslit. And always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.